Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hello and welcome into the Forum Club. I'm Bill Oram, joined by Jovan Buha, back for another stimulating conversation about the Los Angeles Lakers, who are coming, Jovan, off their biggest win of the season. That's right, I said it. Biggest win, best win, most complete win. Dismantled the Boston Celtics in the second half last night at Staples Center. Still Staples Center for now. Um, the Lakers are 13-12, and 12, going on the road to play Memphis and Oklahoma City. And Jovan, listen... They needed this win. Not just a win. They needed they needed a game that where they looked the part, frankly. And with their three superstars, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, all uh having big nights. Russ was huge in the third quarter, dominant dominant third quarter, scoring 15 points. LeBron great in the first half. Anthony Davis kind of, you know, consistent throughout 17 points and uh 16 boards, I believe. Um what were your biggest takeaways and the biggest positives from from last night's game? And then, and then, I'm, we're obviously going to ask this question that we've been asking all season long: Can they build on this? Could this be the turning point in what has been up to this point a pretty disappointing start? I was most impressed with their defense and just the sustained effort. Uh, you know, Boston gets off to that quick start. Jason Tatum scores the first 14 points. Uh, I believe it's like 14 to eight or something like that, and uh, Lakers call timeout. And from that point on, they really locked in defensively. And I think, you know, we, we talked about it at halftime. They were only up by, uh, I think it was 60-55. And we've seen, that, how many times have we seen that story, right? Where the Lakers have a slight halftime lead. The other team comes out and distances uh, themselves in the third quarter. Not as much recently. The Lakers have been much better in the third, uh, the last couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, we, we've seen that story before. And it was you know, in fact, the exact opposite. The Lakers pulled away in the third quarter. Russell Westbrook had another one of his uh, scoring outbursts at 15 in the third, and uh, they just really put the Celtics away. And, you know, they've now had two of these games, you know, two of the last three games have been this type of game where, you know, kind of close first half, and then they pull away in the second half. Uh, beating the Kings is not as impressive as beating the Celtics. And, you know, the Celtics didn't have Jalen Brown, but you know, the Lakers are still down a couple rotation guys. So, I think I'm with you. Uh, when they won, I, I tweeted it was one of the best wins of the season. You took it even further, and I, I think you're correct. I, I think this was the best win of the season. What else is a contender, by the way, for that? I mean, the quick. Sacramento the game, other, which is like... <laughs> I mean, no, it's automatically out. Beating a lottery team can't be the best win of the year. The only other contender, I think, is the Miami win. And the Lakers were without LeBron, so that's that's huge. Um, but the, the Heat were also without Jimmy Butler. And I, I you know, and that was... That was, you know, they eked it out in overtime. I mean, which is its own, you know, speaks, you know, highly of of their ability to close out that game. But it wasn't as impressive or didn't inspire as much confidence, I would say, as as the win against against the Celtics. Also, we didn't realize 
just how up and down this season was going to be when they beat the Heat. Like, it didn't feel as monumental as this win against the Celtics when it's like, like I said at the top here, they really needed it right now with everything that's swirling around with Frank and just kind of the, the general doom and gloom with the outlook of this season. Yeah, and, and don't look now, but they've won four of their last six. And again, not the uh, hardest schedule, uh, but they don't have the hardest schedule moving forward over the next week or so. And uh, I think, you know, we're, we're talking about them turning the corner, like, Maybe, at least in the short term. Like, why can't they go into Memphis w- without Ja? And Grizzlies have been good. Memphis, is, Memphis, is, Memphis has been good, and they are at home. So, but, well, you know, the Lakers on, I mean, the Lakers on paper are supposed to be better than the Grizzlies uh, at full strength. And, you know, OKC, I don't, I, <laughs> there's no assurances there, right? Uh, but they should beat OKC, finally. They haven't had LeBron for either of those two losses to OKC. Third time's a charm. For sure. Uh, and then Orlando. And it's like, why, why can't they win the next three games yep. and go on their first four-game win streak of the season and start to distance themselves, be 16 and 12? Like, now, we, we've said that earlier in the season. We, we've looked at certain pockets of the schedule and been like, oh, you know, that schedule, the, that pocket of San Antonio, OKC, Cleveland, Houston, Houston, OKC. We were like, why can't they win six in a row? And they ended up going only four and two. Uh, but I think I've been encouraged by Russ's play. I think, you know, that's been a topic on this podcast for, for a couple of weeks now. Absolutely. He's just looked better and better. And you're always going to get the bad with Russ. Like, that. that's just, that's not, that's never going to go away. He's going to have the the wild lob pass or the, you know, the bad shot in transition. But I think he's cut back on those things a lot. And he's doing the things he's good at at a higher level and more consistently. And that's getting into the paint. And either like I, I was really impressed with his finishing last night. I, I feel like that might have been his best finishing game of the season, or at least in that conversation where, uh, you know, in that third quarter stretch, like it just felt like everything was Russ, you know, blowing by someone, getting to the rim. And Boston isn't a great interior team; that they're not great at protecting the rim. But he's still. I mean, we've seen Russ miss layups, and, and he even missed a couple last night. Yeah. But I think the fact that he was able to get to the rim as, as frequently as he did, finish as well as he did. Then LeBron, like we have, I feel like we haven't seen the assertive LeBron as much. Uh, you know, the, the way he just took over the game in the first half, looking for his own shot. So uh, I, I think there's a lot of positive things that have come, you know, w- with this group over the last couple of weeks. And um, you know, again, they have to sustain it, and we have yet to see that. But if they can do that, and uh, with the the upcoming schedule, there's no reason they shouldn't be able to. Uh, I do think there's a chance for them to start to finally build some momentum, some semblance of consistency that has eluded them all year. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. Hey Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh sure, next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? (laughs) You mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. 
Terms or restrictions apply. Yeah, and you mentioned LeBron. Um, you know, we've talked. We've he has not been able to stay on the floor this year for a variety of reasons. Yet, you know, he hasn't played more than three consecutive games without something cropping up, be it you know the ankle early in the season, the ab injury, uh, the suspension, um, and then the you know the false positive for COVID. So we haven't seen like LeBron really get to build momentum as an individual either. That said, you know, he's scored 30 points in four of the last five games he's played, had 30 points last night against the Celtics, um, you know, had 23 points and 11 assists in the loss to the Clippers. So, I mean, I, I feel like LeBron's been good. Yeah. Like, I don't know that he hasn't been peak LeBron, like, you know, f- physically getting downhill and defensively. I mean, he has been, you know, you know, he has been among the Lakers' biggest problems defensively, I would argue. But he has, you know, I think like, you know, he is giving the Lakers what they need, especially offensively. Um, I'm kind of with you. Like as as much as like this this team has been, you know, has 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 been a letdown this year. You look at the schedule. I do feel like this is kind of a window where you could maybe start to have some confidence that they, like you said, might be able to separate themselves a little bit. You know, Memphis is feels like a winnable game. Oklahoma City absolutely needs to be a win. If that's not a win, then I I think we can <laughs> make, we just have to recalibrate. Like even like expecting there to be a turnaround with this team. Um, but I think that's going to be a win and Orlando's a winnable game and you start to kind of see it like, you know, there's, there's contenders sprinkled in and it gets tougher when you get to January, but the Lakers have an opportunity to, you know, get at least on the right side of this. Um, and, and by the way, maybe relieve some of that pressure around Frank Vogel, which has become a much, uh, more prevalent talking point since our last conversation last week, even, um, what is your current, uh, where where are you on the um on the Frank Vogel hot seat uh temperature meter? I think last night helps, right? It has to. You know, I, I think games against the Celtics mean a little bit more. Uh, just that's just how it'll always be. Lakers Celtics rivalry. Uh, I mean, I, I'm with you in that. Um, I, I know you wrote the the column on Frank, and there there was some pushback on on social. And I, I'm for the record, I'm with you in that. I felt. LeBron had a chance to give him a ringing endorsement and he chose not to. And I don't, I don't think calling someone strong willed is necessarily a, a positive comment. You know, I mean, we, you, you can read that in multiple ways, but even it, the best thing you're saying about a coach is that they're strong willed. I don't really view that as a, a ringing endorsement of said coach. And to contrast what he said about Frank in that situation, which was basically he's strong willed. He's got a great, he complimented the coaching staff around him. He's got a great coaching staff around him, uh, and, and then you know, uh, you know, he put it on the players. We, you know, we got to be better. Uh, but like the ideal answer in that scenario, if you're Frank Vogel or you're even the Lakers, like just hoping this narrative goes away, is Frank's my guy. He won a championship 14 months ago, and a lot of this criticism is unfair. It starts with me. It starts with the players. We all got to be better. It's on all of us. Like that is the answer you're looking for. Not uh, it, criticism comes with the job. He's strong-willed. He's got a great coaching staff around him, and the players have to be better. And like that, just th- there was no real positive about Frank in that answer. And then you contrast that with what he said about Ty Lue, you know, 36 hours earlier or, or whatever the you know the the difference was. And he's compliment. You know, Ty Lue is he's a great coach. He doesn't have a weakness. And you know, you guys know how I feel about Ty. Like. 
There, there was no, you know, th- those two answers couldn't have been more different. Well, and Ty Lue isn't just LeBron's former coach, right? Like, he's the guy the Lakers wanted initially in 2019 when they had a coaching opening. And so, you know, that, I think, factors in here, too. Like, that is the guy that presumably LeBron wanted as his coach in the first place. And obviously, you know, Ty Lue... Um, had some had a shred of pride and wasn't going to take you know he was a championship coach wasn't going to take a three-year contract but yeah I mean that was not an endorsement and I would take it even further by the way because our friend Mark Medina from USA Today uh, managed to grab Jeannie Buss for a moment last night on this subject and probably should have been a little more prepared and pulled the quote up uh, before I started talking but it was like he she said something to the effect of that she wouldn't evaluate Frank Vogel until the team was 100% healthy, which it's good to have Jeannie on the record on that subject, but that is also not an endorsement. It also doesn't say, you know, Frank is our coach, you know, he is our guy. Like, it certainly, it certainly, to me, adds fuel to the fire that Frank is being evaluated and, like, that there is a, you know, a potential inflection point coming here as opposed to saying the speculation about Frank is unfounded. You know, he is our coach. You know, Frank, we believe we have one of the best coaches in the NBA. And the po- a point I made in that column um, that you referenced was, I think this is the way the Lakers operate now. And 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 listen, a lot of it has to do with having Le- LeBron James and having a superstar who kind of is your North Star and center of gravity. But the Lakers decided in 2019 that they were not going to be a, a team that was defined by their coach or that was that built their identity around their coach. You know, if that was the case, they would have offered five years to Monty Williams or to Ty Lue. Um, Instead, they got a guy who, you know, was willing to take a lesser deal. Um, And, you know, and with that means you're probably willing to eat dirt a little bit more too. And, and so Frank wins a championship, but he doesn't get, he doesn't get extended. You know, he doesn't get like the, you know, the Godfather contract because he's now like, you know, a, pillar of the organization they gave him a one-year extension and they traded away all of his best defensive players when defense is how he has sort of like made his mark on this team so the lakers are treating frank vogel like he is highly replaceable and i think that you know the thing i said in that column is the lakers long ago abandoned coaching stability as an organizational core value and that could change like because listen i think whether you are a team that is built around your coach, like that's probably more of something that teams without stars would do, right? Like you're trying to build a culture. So you start with a coach and then you start putting the pieces around it and you build from there. The Lakers didn't build that way. They, they started to build that way with Luke Walton. And that was sort of the idea. Like the Lakers envisioned Luke Walton becoming their like their Popovich. Like they had grand visions for him over the long term. That all changed when LeBron came in. Luke no longer fit the personnel because the personnel was LeBron. And so then you make a change there, you know, and Frank comes in and he's perfectly suitable but he's in no way bulletproof and like winning a championship in no way made him this, you know, just deeply entrenched figure. Jovan, you've been in some of these conversations we've had with Rob Palinka over the last few months. I mean, not that there have been many of them. He had a press conference before the season. But one thing that he talked about was like how the Lakers have beefed up all their operations and, you know, training and strength and conditioning and all that to be more customizable to players. And to be, you know, basically provide a la carte services. And I think, and I made this point in the column. So if you've read the column, I'm, I'm repeating myself. But I think that that extends to how they view the coaching staff. Like everything is sort of fluid to like what the player slash players need in a given moment or at a point in time. And, you know, Frank Vogel, because Frank Vogel won a championship 14 months ago, does not mean that like he can't be swapped out for somebody who maybe fits better now or 
who they view as, you know, maybe having a stronger voice with the stars. I mean, I don't think you could point to anything Frank Vogel has done and say it is fireable. Like, you don't like that he's playing Avery Bradley? Okay, whatever. Like, you're not firing him because of that. Like, he wants a defensive wing. He wants a defensive guard. But I do think, like, if his stars stop responding to him, if LeBron is no longer, like, vibing with him, like, fair or not, like, that's the way you have to lean. It's ridiculous, frankly, but like that is that is the way of the world. And like your your only objective is to win a championship now. And a happy, engaged LeBron is going to get you a lot closer to a championship than a guy who's is no longer rocking with the coach. And I don't know if that's what's happening, but that is certainly the perception around kind of the team and why people are talking about Frank. But to your point, Frank can buy himself time, you know, with the Lakers. Um you know, with wins like last night. I mean, not just, sque- you know, squeaking by teams. You know, like we saw the Lake, like the Lakers have been so close to so many other losses this year, like Houston and San Antonio, games that they should win, that they barely won. And, you know, they could have won last night by a couple of points. They could have been kind of like, okay, like they won, but like they didn't win. Last night they won. Like last night they like, they looked like, they looked, and I said this at the top, they looked the part of, you know, a, a Lakers team that built for a deep run. Um, you know, and part of that, you know, is going very small. Uh, Dwight Howard played only a few minutes. They didn't, I don't think he played any minutes with AD on the floor. Um, you know, that's the Lakers' ideal <clears throat> look, I think. And we've talked about this from the, the beginning of the year. I mean, the Lakers had a vision of what this was going to look like. <clears throat> Excuse me. And haven't been able to see it yet. And I think that's where Jeannie's point is fair that you, you know, I mean, and, and even more so than being 100% healthy, like, just getting Trevor Ariza on the floor. So you can at least see if the vision made sense. Um, and, you know, I feel like we're getting closer to that. Like, it seems like Trevor Ariza is in the conditioning phase of his ramp up, that he is, you know, kind of over the injury. And now he just needs to get himself back into basketball shape because when the Lake, when he comes back, the Lakers are going to, as far as I can tell, insert him in the starting lineup and, and, and go small with AD. Um, if you're Frank Vogel, you've got to just be hoping to get to that point. Hold on long Try to keep things on the tracks long enough to get to the point that you've got Trevor Ariza in the lineup to see if playing the way you envisioned playing is going to make enough of a difference. That's got to be the goal here. And then if that doesn't work, then you probably have to accept that, like, you know, it's not it's not meant to be. But I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of my view on the Frank situation. Yeah. And and I think we can even contrast it, you know, to, to your point uh, at the top, like Genie didn't necessarily, I think endorse him right and i think you can also contrast it to the way the team has talked about russ and i know maybe with a guy like russ you have to be a little more you know a little more sensitive to how you speak about him publicly and he's a new figure in the locker room and like you want to keep that um situation you know positive but i just feel like again like the way that they've like the patience that they've had with russ and the way that LeBron has defended him the way that Anthony Davis has defended him, the way that Frank has defended him, right? Uh, again, like we, at this point, being in the industry, as long as we've been in the industry, like we've seen this where, uh, you know, an organization is asked about a coach and they defend the coach or they don't defend the coach. And while I, I don't think they, they, they didn't throw Frank under the bus by any means, but they definitely did not like, Ask uh, Jimmy Butler what he thinks about Eric Spolstra. Ask Mickey Arison what he thinks about Eric Spolstra. And there will be some sentiment of Eric is our guy. 
you know, we'll, we would never fire him, you know, no matter how much the team is struggling. Uh, and if, if, you know, Eric is not the problem, something else is the problem. Like, you know, it's it, be it a player or the system or whatever it is, like they're going to go to bat publicly for Eric Spolstra. And not that, uh, you know, Eric Spolstra has won multiple titles. He, he's been in Miami for over a decade. Like, so I'm not trying to compare Eric Spolstra to, to Frank Vogel, but I think that's just an example of like, Eric Spolstra, Greg Popovich, like there are these guys in these positions, Steve Kerr, where no matter they've won championships and no matter what they do, uh, they're not getting fired and their organization would publicly you know, vouch for them and endorse them and back them up. And you just don't see that level of commitment. And frankly, I mean, the number of coaches that are still in the position, uh, you know, with the team that they won a championship, it's only a few, right? Like even a, a guy like Rick Carlisle, he's no longer in Dallas, right? And you, you could go... Uh, situation by situation. Ty Lue is no longer in Cleveland. Like, you know, coaches have moved on. Frank is one of the few guys who's currently with the team that he's won a championship with. And for it's it, only because it was a, it was like 10 minutes ago. And it, yeah, it was 14 months ago. But, um, you know, and, and look, there's going to be people who listen to this and disagree with us and, and say we're, you know, stretching this or whatever. Like, that's fine if you want to view it that way. But I guarantee you can go sit, you know, to other situations where the coach has been presumably on the hot seat and the star player comes out and goes to bat for him or, or the, the owner comes out and goes to bat for him. And that just has not been the case with Frank. And, the, and there's also going to be people who say he deserves it, right? And, and you know, I think some fans have already turned on him and uh, think he should be fired and, and think they need to go in a different direction. And um, I, I mean, I do think to, to your point, what, what, you know, one of your points earlier was like, I don't know if he fits this roster, I do think that they dramatically shifted the roster to the point that, like, I don't know if uh, the the required style of play for this group is is what Frank Vogel prefers. Uh, because I do think, and I, I think we can transition into this now. Like, it's clear to me, and it's been clear for a while, but it's just like it's night and day. The Lakers have to play small. The, the like the two big thing is just it doesn't work. All the lineup data suggests that, and I, I really think that they have to take their lumps defensively going with a smaller unit. And they did last night, by the way. Like, like, like Robert Williams dunked on Anthony Davis's head three times. Yeah. And, like, you're sitting there, and it's like, if you're just watching that end of the ball, you're like, oh, this is a loss. But you, everything else worked out. Like, offensively, you know, they were able – the space, the spacing was better. Uh, things were opened up for LeBron. I, I still don't love Talon with LeBron and Russ. But, you know, I felt like you take your lumps there defensively. You trust your wing defenders. I mean, the rotations weren't great. LeBron's rotations weren't great. But, like – it just over the course of 48 minutes i don't see an argument that it doesn't give you a better chance to win and by the way i think frank has made it clear he feels that way too we saw him go small kind of early on uh, and before before like the, the defense got so bad that he had to go back the other way that like that's why the ariza thing is something we keep coming back to not because we think trevor ariza is you know 2009 trevor ariza but because they need somebody who can defend the perimeter, rebound, not give up, you know, so much size and and allow them to go small. That's why it's important. And and so I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be the the difference maker they need it to be, but like it's the best thing they have going right now. Yeah, and I, I think if you if you think about the idealized rotation uh like last night they only went with 80 and Dwight at the 5. There was no two big lineups last night. So you you know, you're thinking maybe 33 34 minutes or 80 at the five the other you know 14 15 minutes is, is is dwight and then at the four you go lebron ariza mellow 
they take up all 48 minutes. Uh, maybe yeah. Le- LeBron and Ariza get some more minutes at the three uh, to, to just kind of, you know, go a little bit bigger. And then we, we know about the backcourt and, and kind of the glut that they have there of, uh, you know, Russ is going to play his 33 plus minutes, but you got Taylor, Malik, uh, Kendrick, uh, Wayne, um, you know, Kent is, is out of the rotation at this point, but Austin Reeves, like opening night starter, Kent Bazemore, but they got enough to, to fill up the, the 96 minutes at the two and the three. Uh, so I, I just think it, Ariza kind of slots everybody into an appropriate role where like right now, no Ariza, you're putting a lot on LeBron at the four. And I think he clearly still kind of prefers to, to play down a little bit. We, we didn't see any LeBron at the five yesterday, which we had seen in, in recent games. And I think they'll probably go back to that. But, you know, my, my one thing that um, I've been a little surprised by is like Frank said it in, in training camp that he wanted to commit to a starting lineup and and not be a team that's changing it game to game. And he did that for the first whatever, uh, you know, nine, 10 games. He, he basically stuck with that core. I'm sure Frank would also like to not be a team that's 13 and 12. Well, sure. Like, I mean, the circumstances have forced his hand. Here. Well, I, like, I think, I mean, though, the, they've had so many guys in and out. LeBron's missed half the season. So it, it's hard to just say, like, we're going to stick with one group. But I do think when LeBron is healthy, I would like to see them stick to a starting lineup, even if I don't love the starting lineup, which to me, like Avery still shouldn't be starting. But if you want to go down that road, go down that road. But I, I like if they commit to last night's starting lineup, I'm fine with that. Just commit to a lineup yeah. and build out your rotation that way, because, you know, it's been the exact opposite of that, where since that, you know, since they benched Bazemore, it's basically been a revolving starting lineup of. Taylor starting now Malik starting now DeAndre starting now Dwight starting and like yeah. there's just been no consistency with the lineups and I think it's really hard like aside from LeBron being out Trevor being out Kendrick being out this team just having so much inconsistency it's hard for me to judge this group without there being some consistency with the lineups because you just don't get a sample size to really judge them we'll see kind of what they do moving forward you know th- these next few games but I want to see some consistency with the lineup building and the rotation and I think that'll give us a clear idea of, of what this team really is. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a matter of just getting guys healthy and being able to have the same guys available on a nightly basis, which hopefully is going to happen now. I mean, the, the Lakers are in a position to have, you know, LeBron on the floor. You know, he seems healthy. Third game in a row tomorrow or, uh, against Memphis, then would be four against OKC. I mean, they just haven't had that. So reasons for optimism in Laker land, Sam Amick's favorite term. And, you know, we'll have to see where where it leads. But, I mean, you, it was really hard to come off that, that game against the Celtics, not feeling better about where this team is than you did, you know, a few nights earlier after the loss to the Clippers. For Jovan Buha, I'm Bill Oram. Thank you for listening to the Forum Club, supporting The Athletic, reading our stories, trying to keep you informed on what's going on with the Lakers, uh, the good and the bad. the the chaos and the calm. We're going to see where this season leads. Thanks for following along. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.